Amid the quarantine, I curated conversations ranging from mental health, personal growth, race relations, marriage, and church leadership. Of the 110 conversations, here's my top 15. This is the John Peacock Podcast. Welcome to season one. Steve Addison, an Aussie, wrote a book a number of years ago that really impacted us when we were starting Mission, all around movement. And what he did is he devoted a number of years to studying uh, in church history movements that literally changed the world. And so he studied these movements and he compiled all of his research and he found that there are, there are five threads that run throughout all these movements. And so what we've been doing for the past number of weeks is walking through each one of those. And so today is the fifth and final thread that Steve Addison found in movements. Uh, and that fifth and final one is very timely for us to talk about. Uh, and so we're going to talk about it. And then we're going to talk about how we're doing that as uh, a church community, which I'm really excited about. So the fifth and final, uh, Dan, I'm going to tee you up. Tell us about what yeah. is the fifth and final thread that runs through movements that change the world. Yeah, it is adaptive methods, adaptive methods. And um, I'll just take 10 seconds and just recap the five in case people listening in are going, yeah. I'm at the fifth. Because it's important because John mentioned threads. They all do go together and build on one another. And so the first one we talked about was white hot faith. Um, the spread of the Christian message, this movement of Christianity, um, it all begins with a white hot faith in the person and work of Jesus. So that is the center. From there, we as followers are committed to his cause. White hot faith, commitment to a cause, then that works itself out in contagious relationships. And we talk about all the people that are around us and the key relationships that exist. And then uh, rapid mobilization. This is, it goes fast and everyone uh, is involved and can play. And then this last part, adaptive methods is not only is it fast, but it's also flexible. And mm. so that's what we're going to be talking about today. It starts from the center and it works out. So today, adaptive methods. Yeah, this uh, chapter, like all of them, is chock full of great stuff. I would s summarize the adaptive methods conversation with the idea that breakthrough and the advancement of the Christian movement has always occurred on the fringes or at the edges. So to translate that for us, Mission Church, the advancements in the mobilization of a movement of Jesus in the 10 is not going to happen um, and speed up at 82 Stratford Drive. It's going to happen where you're at through the spirit of God in you yes. and causing you to be adaptive to the people you are trying to reach. That is where the gold is going to come from. That's where the missional ideas are going to come from. The inspiration will probably come from 82 Stratford Drive and some of that white hot faith will be, will be invested into and kind of that flame will be stoked. But the Adaptability and the actual movement happens where you're at, in your homes, at your workplaces, where you work out, all, mm -hmm. all the places you go. So that's the idea of, of adaptive methods. Yeah, I love it. And even just thinking about the Acts Church, you know, when you study the book of Acts, and sometimes we've, we've created um, borderline worship of the Acts 2 Church, right? Mm -hmm. And there's reasons why we should learn from the Acts 2 church and certainly hold in high regard the Acts 2 church, but um, that actually isn't the goal. 
Uh, it's more of the Acts 11 church. And what's fascinating, we've talked about it before, I think at a partner gathering is coming yeah. to my mind, is 300 miles from Jerusalem. So you have the Acts 2 church and really the Jerusalem church that James was leading. And, you know, in, in many ways, right there in Jerusalem, but then 300 miles away on the edges, on the fringes, is you have the Acts 11 church and you want to talk about adaptive methods. You want to talk about doing things. To, I mean, that's where it happened. Happened, And Tommy, as you said, uh, it's not that we don't really appreciate 82 Stratford Drive. And, and I, this is a paradigm shift. And we're, you know, we're going to be patient and um, walk with our people. But this isn't anything new. I mean, we, we didn't just like all of a sudden, because of the pandemic, start to talk about this stuff and think about this stuff. This is not new. We've been actually talking about this yeah. and for what, 10 years? Yeah. I mean, our church, for longer than our church has even been around, I know we've been dreaming about movement. Mm-hmm. And it happens, as Tommy, as you just said, it happens on the edges. And, and sometimes with this, this edges in the center, you know, we can pit them against one another. Like we have to be going, going, going. We have to be staying and growing, growing, growing. But they're actually, they work together. Mm-hmm. Reaching re-energizes the believer. Mm-hmm. Reaching renews the church. And so you, ha- you have to experience uh, both of yeah. those together. And so um, I, I understand yeah. the temptation, but to, to not pit one against the other is, is really important. And Dan, would, would, oh. would that term be symbiotic? Oh, look at that. Took me back to teaching ninth grade biology right there. I mean, I, I did graduate from Illinois State University, folks. Um, every now and again, every now and again, that education. So, yeah, really quick, are... let, me, let me add this too. Like the the early spread of the Christian Church up to you know eighty three hundred, they which is incredibly aligned with our moment in history, but they weren't led by anyone that anybody has ever heard of since the apostle paul in that span of its spread and they were in groups of 10 up to 50 because they were incredibly like empire-wide persecuted um which by the way is not what we're going through right now as the church but like they were and they through adaptive methods they spread quicker and faster than they ever have in history and then obviously in 8300 they established the center the building the church and that's when the movement slow down incredibly and so that we have this really like crazy if you think about opportunity to our governing officials are actually saying hey you should get in those kinds of groups sizes (laughs) of groups where the the christian church actually spread the fastest so why would we want to miss this moment in history something to think about yeah yeah and love that you know, as, as I've been saying to you guys, we're going li- to we're going to listen to the governing authorities. We believe scripture is very clear on that um, from Jesus to Paul to Peter, that uh, we believe that God has allowed every person to govern and lead. So, so we're going to listen. There's a difference, though, between listening to and being led by. And so um, we're not asleep at the wheel on things that are going on in the state and certainly in the country. Uh, we are praying because we believe, again, God has called us to pray for those in leadership. So we need to be praying for uh, our governor. We need to be praying for our, the president. We need to be praying for all of those that are in leadership right now. Uh, so the big difference between listening to and being led by, make no mistake, Jesus Christ is leading Mission Church. All right, so that's just really important. And 
the way that we're discerning this, I know the three of us is we're just like, oh my gosh, like this just, this sounds like a story that Jesus would, would write where it's like, Hey, no, you guys get in groups of 10 and 15. We're like, guess what? Uh, because the mega church has never been movement. So just so everyone knows that's not movement, that's big and big isn't bad. It's just not movement. They, they actually can't. That's called an elephant. We talked about it last episode, but you got to have rabbits. And so we're, we, the three of us are fired up because, and same for our staff, because we, we really believe that this is a window and it's not going to last forever. Um, but this is a window. We believe Jesus wants to leverage for movement to get his church again uh, on the move. And so adaptive methods are what we're talking about today. Um, one of the things pretty cool in that chapter, guys, he talks about soccer and how yeah. soccer became uh, the world's game. I'd love for you guys to talk about that real quick because both of you are former soccer players, even soccer coaches. Sure. True story. So I, I uh, don't know me, what position. What position soccer. did you play? I played center. Can we talk about this? Yeah, center midfield. Uh, distributor. Yes. He, he was a he was a he was a heck of a soccer player at Lake Park High School. It's all right. I I mean I thought you were good. Thank you. You were yeah. also a friend. So, but yes, no. Your thank last you. your last game, your last soccer game, ever. You remember where it was? I remember where it was. Uh, Hubble Tell Middle me. School. I don't remember. Yes. Is that where it was? Yes. So we were just at Mariano's. Um, I mean, this like three four months ago, that in downtown Wheaton. You know that new Mariano's? Yeah. Which it's no and longer so, Hubble Hubble Middle School right. had moved. Yeah. So Hallie was playing indoor soccer, and it's it's like that Hubble that school was turned into something. And I, I'm like, guys, that field out there used yeah. to be, you know, I'm like, that's where Mr. Tommy played his last high yes. school soccer game. Anyway, yes. was the that like in sec the last sectionals? Dance. Was that that was sectionals? actually sem uh, uh, the game? It was the would that be the quarterfinals going into the semifinals? We lost to. Yeah. Dang St. Charles, the Saints, who ended up winning state. So we lost to the best, I guess. Shootout, double overtime shootout. It was it was quite a game. Sorry to bring that up. But anyway, soccer. <laughs> yeah. so, so, hey, real quick, talk just for maybe another couple minutes about adaptive methods. Yep. That's what we're talking about today. Soccer, why he even references alpha. Mm -hmm. And then I want us to, to then talk about how we're actually, as a church, about to do this. And um, which the timing of all this is just so fun. So go ahead. Yeah, adaptive methods. So if you're leading anything, um, if you're a teacher, you've probably been feeling this a bit. Uh, adaptive methods uh, come when new challenges arise, okay? And here are some things that come out of this book, uh, some descriptors of adaptive methods. Simple, fun, contagious, adaptable, transferable, low cost, right? Anyone and everyone can play, which is why John brought up soccer, right? You put a ball in a field and you've got some people, you're good to go. The rules, simple. Your, your goal's over there, your goal's over there, there's the ball, go. There's not a lot of like, wait, hold on. Let's run through that again, break it down. Am I doing it right? It's like, there's the ball, there's the goal, go. And uh, it's simple, fun, it's low cost, and anyone can play. Now, you might go, uh, the extent of my ability only takes me so far, but you're in. And it's easily understood, easily transferable, works on every plot of land on every continent. Yeah. And so the goal of these adaptive methods is what if the spread of Christianity, like it did, was that simple, fun, creative, flexible, low cost, anyone and everyone can play. That's good, dude. 
And again, generally, the way that the American church has functioned and operated, it's just like the opposite of that. It's not soccer. It's not. So, um, so we're pretty excited about uh, some, some opportunities that we see coming in the weeks and months to come. So I was at this Tuesday night, our partner gathering. Uh, to everyone watching that, watch that. Thank you so much. I'm not sure if we could throw the link in if people wanted to go back and watch it. Maybe we could do that. But we, we had a whole bunch of folks uh, watch to get a, a financial update. So many. Um, hello. Good morning, Lynn Seward. She's saying good morning. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning. Um, so we gave a, a financial update, and we've been amazed at the continued generosity of, of our folks. And uh, just amazing. So we, we were able to give a good report there. We're praising God for that. And, and then the three of us uh, revealed our uh, quote-unquote reopening plan. And we use that language because that's the language everyone's using. And we then kind of flipped it and just said, hey, uh, we never closed. And, and so we said, um, the question, when is mission going to reopen? We just said, hey, I think there's a, a better question for us, at least, that care about movement is, Instead of like reopen the church, what if we instead say, hey, how are we going to redefine church uh, by gathering differently in the weeks and months to come? And so we shared that on Tuesday night. We rolled out the three-stage plan, and man, it, the response has been fantastic. And by the way, this three-stage plan is all about adaptive methods. Yeah. It really is. And so we're going to see uh, churches that are willing to get on the edges and be nimble and adaptive for the sake of spreading the gospel in, I believe, what could be an unprecedented move of God. And so let's talk about that. Stage one is we're going to gather differently online. We'll come back to that here in just a second. And Tom, you're going to give some real-time training on how to host watch parties. So we're going to gather differently online. That's happening this Sunday. So starting this Sunday. Uh, stage two, which our prediction in what we said is, hey, we're going to move into stage two when we're discerning, we're ready for that, and we can do that well. And so, you know, you and I, the three of us said, not on the video, but hey, we're hoping like June we can get rolling on that. So that's stage two. That's when we're going to gather differently in community. Uh, so that's going to be like, uh, like in-person watch parties on driveways, patios. We just said, wouldn't it be like, like God to say, all right, we're going to reach the 10. 10 people at a time. And then stage three is redefining church by gathering differently at the building. And we say, hey, of the three stages, that one we have the least amount of clarity on because we have the least amount of information on, right? We're the furthest from that stage. Uh, but we don't see um, these stages stopping. We actually see these continuing to run. But Tommy, I'd love for, for us to spend a couple minutes doing some real-time training right now because we said we would do it for folks that are ready to gather differently. They're saying, all right, I'm in, I'm ready to gather differently uh, online by hosting a watch party. So let's, let's train some folks up. Let's do it. Yeah. The book talks about how uh, movements are always embodied in some form of human organization. And so kind of at the heart of, we wanted to take this massive online gathering and help get it into some kind of human organization form to where you can be nimble and you can be adaptive with it. And so the stage one is really, as John said, teeing you up to be, I think even, cause there's a lot more adaptability that you can express in stage two, but for uh, specifically, and I know a lot of these tools, either Mark or Jess will be dropping them in the comments or a link, but we have a best practices sheet for, um, yep. 
watch parties. I won't go through the whole thing, but just to kind of give you guys some coaching, I want you to think about your watch party in three different ways, um, public, private, or hybrid. And a public would be if it's like you and a buddy or, or you and your spouse, and you're just not sure who to start it with. And you just want to see if you can build a community by kind of putting yourself out there. Start a public watch party, see who joins and see if you can get them to come back the next week. And that's kind of the community that you can start to build and add on to. That's, so that would be a public one, a public watch party. You hit start, everyone on Facebook can see it. Go ahead, John. Hey, we just put the PDF in the notes. So Mark just posted it and I cool. pinned it so everyone can see it. So just so Beautiful. you guys know, they're able to, to look through it right now. Keep so going. That, that's public. Private is obviously private. The key to private is you got to kind of identify all of the people ahead of time and you you start the group for them and with them. And I, I do it. All, it's all on the sheet and I do a walkthrough online. You can watch a video, but private is really for people who have a community together uh, that you want to do church with together. You don't want people dropping in and dropping out. But as you're inviting people throughout the week, you're adding them to that private watch party. No right way to do it. Hybrid is a blend of both. That's what we hmm. do in our neighborhood. Yeah. Hybrid so would public, be- It's public and private. Yeah, meaning it's 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 for a intentional group of people, the neighbors of seasons four. That's who we do it for. But it's public practically on Facebook. So we do have drop-ins. But I put in the caption when I start it, hey, welcome to Church Online, Seasons 4 in nearby neighborhoods. So if you join from another town, you can stay, but you know that it's for these neighbors. Mm -hmm. and, and most of the conversation is happening. The reason that I like to keep it public is I want a neighbor who maybe I don't know. I want them to have the okay. ability to drop in and stay. I don't want to cut them out. So I would choose hybrid if it were me, um, probably public second and private last just because private you once you hit go on private you can't invite anybody else into it no one can access it's pretty limiting but i talk about all that in the uh in the best practices and, and tommy you've i mean we started to dream about this probably six weeks ago and so we've been working on this plan for a number of weeks and uh one of the things that i think we got from is it great by choice like don't do cannonballs but fire bullets uh -huh. Is that great by choice? So it's what that means is it's all around testing. Try things um, before you launch things. Okay. So we've been we've been testing and trying. So you've been. Oh, did you point to it back? Yeah, yeah. it's the Tommy, blue you one. You win. Yeah, sorry, I got it. It's one of the best. Like it's one of my. It's one of my favorite book covers of all time because that blue is man striking. Yeah. It's got a good font on it too. Is it is it is a book cover or a book jacket? It's a jacket. It's a jacket. What's a dust cover? I said book. Did you hear? Yeah, dust? no, I said dust. <laughs> is it also called? Hey, if you're in the comments, can you clarify? <laughs> is it book cover, book jacket? Uh, it does dust cover have anything to do with it? That came to mind. Okay, sorry. Hey, so. it's 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 been a rough few days for you. <clears throat> it's just you know? um, it's because you're 34 now. That's right. The old Bang. man's getting in. You're not the only one who's experiencing mental fog. Yesterday was a rough day. There was a lot of mental <laughs> fog in in the mind of Dan, which doesn't happen. I. It doesn't happen rarely. very often. Yeah, really. Wow. One thing to anyway. say to what you're talking about with the firing bullets, not cannonballs, and Dan can speak to this too. As we've been experimenting with this in our neighborhood, just to prepare you guys, uh, for some of you, it's going to go incredibly well right out of the gate. For most of you, it won't. Like anything entrepreneurial that you're taking a risk and starting, there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs. It's going to be two steps forward, three steps back. So just prepare. That's just part 
of the deal. And so our week one was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. 12 people in our neighborhood, never been to mission. They're in this watch party. And, and then we didn't see that, you know, again, immediately. And now it's like kind of slow drip. So just, this is a, we want to kind of have a sustained faithfulness. We're, we're playing the long game here. Mm -hmm. So keep that um, in mind. Dan, I don't know what you would add to that. Yeah, I would just say uh, in terms of this whole adaptive methods conversation, um, what can happen is you make the end, like you make, you make the vehicle the goal. Okay, is this thing a means or is it the end? All right. And the end is helping people find and follow Christ. Yep. The means, the vehicle is how, how we're going to get about doing that. And as life changes, we need to be flexible and adaptable and have adaptive methods. And so this is a great thing. And so as Tommy's saying, hey, stick with it. It's going to be a little funky at the start, perhaps, or you might start off with a bang. Just like, no, this is a vehicle that we can leverage in this for the sake of helping people find and follow yeah. Christ. So go into it with that level of confidence and curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. And I would give you very practically guys coaching as of Friday, you know, if church online is nine, 12 and eight, you know, in 48 hours, um, I would start inviting people. And now you can't very practically, and this is in the training videos um, at the link that I'm sure Mark put up forward slash partner on our website. You can't start the watch party till we go live. We go live like five wow. to seven minutes early. So it gives you plenty of time. So once once Mission Church goes live, you've got plenty of time to get yours going, invite people. But I would be inviting them in the next 48 hours to say, hey, get on Facebook at 9 a.m. You will get an invite from me. I want you in my watch party. Hey, by the way, is there anyone that you can invite? And so hmm. that's that's a huge, I mean, that's a really the big difference between a successful and non is how much ground seeding you do in the hmm. 24, 48 hours beforehand just reminding people so this is good and you know so just everyone listening right now we're gonna like we're in this with you we're yeah. we're all doing this together so next wednesday that's why i want to double down with live at eight on wednesdays and fridays to keep together coaching real-time learnings we're going to share best practices we're going to share some innovative adaptive ideas that people are, are doing so just know that like we're not just saying, see you guys later. No, we're with you. We're going to keep doing this together. So you can look for Wednesdays and Fridays to continue conversations uh, like this. So anything else? Do you guys want to mention anything about stage two when we go to uh, gathering differently in community? Or you don't have to, but just wondering. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that I would add is what we're talking about, adaptive methods, and begin to imagine, pray, think about, talk about, what is that going to look like? And really, how can you use stage one, these watch parties, to set up how you're going to adapt to make your stage two very successful? So, you know, we're finding a lot of, uh, uh, out about even the patterns and the show up times and availability of, of the people we're trying to reach. So that will influence how we do, you know, stage two in community, on the driveway, in the back patio. And so use this as a way. Because I think, you know, we kind of said this on Tuesday night, we're really excited about, you know, stage two, this kind of in-person, smaller groups, think God's going to do a lot through it. Stage one is a great opportunity to kind of prepare for how successful you will be in, in stage right. two. So, yeah, but just we want to give you the permission to, to what you're saying, to be adapt, adaptive. And then you tell us on these We Are Mission Wednesdays, what's working for you yeah. at the edges 
so that we yeah. can bring that back to the center and then we can continue to spread those ideas out. That's how movement stuff happens. And as you're thinking about what that stage two, you know, when you can gather together with 10 or fewer, um, and as Tommy's saying, begin to think about it, begin to dream about it. Here are a couple of uh, filters to think through because we are mission church. Um, we aren't just gather church. And so I want to give you three filters to think through when, when you're thinking about uh, this stage two in community watch party. Uh, it begins with people. I got three P's. Is that okay? So uh, as long as about, one of them is, as long as one of them is Popeye, bring back Popeye. Think about the people, think about the people uh, you are going to be inviting to experience in community. It starts with people. Uh, what's their familiarity with church or lack of familiarity with church, right? So think about the names and faces of the people that you have a relationship with that you are going to be inviting. Then go to what is the place that would be best to host this at? Um, if it's uh, like neighbors that I've had one or two conversations with, maybe they know of Mr. Church, they've seen the, the Hope Heels sign out in the yard. Maybe it's... Um, for a number of reasons, but I'm not gonna do my living room or kitchen table. I'm gonna do the sidewalk at the by the edge, like the apron of the driveway. Pretty much neutral ground place, okay? So I've got the people in mind. Then I'm thinking, what's the best place? It's probably a garage, somewhere like neutral ground where there's comfort. Then the final thing to think through is what product are we gonna experience together? Um, how much of the Sunday morning at what time is gonna be a Thursday night thing, a Friday night thing, a Sunday morning thing? So lead with the people in mind, then consider the best place for the people. And then lastly, what, what product experience do you want to do together? That's really can good. I add a fourth? That's so good. Can I add a fourth P? Yeah. It, it technically starts with an A, but I'm going to emphasize the, the letter P, which would be apprentice. There you go. Apprentice someone. Here's why. Um, this whole like groups of 10, it's not, we're not, that's not like a governor thing. It's a, it's a soccer ball adaptive method thing. So I want you guys to think of alpha. We, the best alpha circles are never really more than 10 people. I've, I tried yeah. at times to lead an alpha circle of 15, 16. It's brutal. Brutal in the standpoint of connection and conversation and dialogue. So that fourth P is really important. So as Stage two, and we're going to give you way more coaching on this because I don't think this is starting till at least the weather's got to get better for once. So <laughs> we're seeing June, maybe second week in June. We're not sure yet. Um, hopefully early June, but apprentice someone. So he here's the thing, uh, Tom Seward, I saw your comment and I agree. These things are going to catch on uh, stage two. People are hungry for community. But as you start to grow and you're like, I can't keep it to 10. So here we go. Mm -hmm. Western megachurch thinking will be like, I'm going to grow my, my in-person, in-community watch party to 50. I could do that too in five minutes. Don't do that. Here's why. We need, like, multiplication is the deal. Think rabbits, think rabbits. And so already be thinking about your apprentice. Who's one person that lives in a different neighborhood or has a different circle of friends? Bring them along. Apprentice them. Show them how to download the service. And just so you guys know, we're we're working our tails off as a production team to get out ahead so that service, the, the weekend service can be downloaded on Friday. So you can view it. You can be ready. You're not streaming it at that point. Um, so you, there's no technological challenges. So, but think about your apprentice to me, guys, this is the linchpin. This is truly the linchpin of us seeing like serious movement in stage two. It's all about that apprentice. I already have a few apprentices. I might turbo my group. 
And what I mean by that is I might have three apprentices as I launch uh, stage two, uh, because I want to continue to give ministry back into the hands of people. We're about the priesthood of all believers. Everyone can play. And um, so Tom Stewart, I agree with your comment. I saw your comment. And that's why the fourth P technically is an A apprentice, I think is absolutely a game changer. And I think we're going to see some, I really believe it guys. I think we're going to see some movement, which why stage three, we're like, Oh my gosh, I'm not even sure what is going to happen. And we're kind of excited about that. So, Hey, we're giving our people so much. I don't want to give them too much to think about. Um, yep. 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 Yeah. Let me say yep. one more thing to maybe bring it all to a, like a wrap up. Yeah. Not just back to soccer. Right. And I think this will help when you think about stage one, two, and three. You know, Dan and I played soccer. This would be true of any sport if you played baseball, but just stay on soccer. There's the moments in the cadence where I put on my jersey, I had my team, there was a referee, there was 11 on 11 on a field, and I did that every weekend. And that was fun. Loved to win. That team, we even had a coach, and we got trained up. And I played soccer all the time at the park, in my backyard. And to a large degree, those were the most exciting, fun, and adaptable games. And so when you think about the future of when we're in stage three, and kind of like when John mentioned my last game ever, that didn't mean I couldn't keep playing soccer. You know, I kept playing soccer. I found ways to play soccer. And so think about backyard soccer and, you know, put on your jersey, I'm on a team. And you, you can do both. In fact, you probably should do both. And so that's what we're really hoping to see. We don't think when stage three comes that we're just going to abandon. I think a lot of you are going to fall in love with what you're experiencing um, in stage two. So, yeah, every, everyone can play. Yeah. Uh, I really like stage one, stage two, and stage three. I really like stage one because that feels definitely like the soccer ball. It just gets kind of thrown in. Yeah. You know, and I've seen that happen all around the world on mission trips. We'd always bring soccer balls, and it's like, just all you need, just add people. Here we go. Everyone will know what to do. And so uh, I want to commend all of you watching that have said, you know what? Hey, I'm going to give this a go. Uh, and uh, we all, are all about the priesthood of all believers. For far too long, the clergy has robbed the people of God from ministry. And we're just, no, no, no. We, we've been trying to give it back to the people since day one. And we feel like right now is an epic moment in church history for us to really be all about movement. So to you guys that are saying, hey, we're going to host a watch party, I commend you. We're going to learn together, guys, all right? We're going to learn together, read the PDF. There's training videos. And uh, next Wednesday, uh, 8 a.m., we'll, we're going to do this again. We are a Mission Wednesday. Maybe Tommy will do a song. Maybe Dan will lead us through communion. But we definitely want to celebrate stories and ongoing coaching and conversation every Wednesday and certainly Friday. Um, but, guys, we're, we're fired up. We're fired up. Yeah. Anything, anything in closing, Dan? And then if you would just say a quick prayer. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would say um, in, in closing, if you're a part of Mission Church and you're watching this, um, be encouraged because this is who we have been and what we've been unified around since day one. And yep. so I hope that this is like, um, yeah, encouraging and re-energizing the heartbeat of, yeah, we, we have been doing what it takes led by God's spirit to help people find and follow Christ. Um, if you're not a part of mission and you're still watching this, thanks for staying around and watching this. And I want you to know uh, that's who we are, um, a group of unified, normal, ordinary people uh, who are following an extraordinary God. So let me pray. Hey, did and, you, uh, um, Justin, Justin Patton 
said he's fired up. I'm seeing so many people that oh, are super fired up. Justin's going to be all over it. Hey, did you guys know that we are already launching launching things in Fort Wayne yes. and in Denver? We've got I've got three different um, stage two gatherings ready to go live in Denver. So we're about we're this we're about to go all. It's and guess how much that costs? Zero dollars. That's hold on a second, folks. This sounds like some adaptive methods. This sounds like maybe, 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 just maybe, Jesus might be up to something uh, very, very special, and we're not going to miss it. We're going to have the eyes to see it. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. For more content or to watch this episode, visit johnpeacock.com. Until next time, keep your eyes open, hold tight to your convictions, give it all you've got, be resolute, and love without stopping.